Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. to the Spurs fan show the crazy train has pulled into Love Sport Radio with me Charlie Hawkins and I'm joined with the last word on Spurs Ricky Sachs Jamie Brand and Lee McQueen what a show we are set to have for you tonight because there is so much to discuss what a last few days it has been for Spurs the result against Wolves twice leading and then coming back and winning that game but we are of course discussing last night's FA Cup exit at the hands of Norwich in a penalty shoot at the inquest the fallout begins right here and you can have your say tonight tweet us at love sport radio or call us 0208 70 20 558 well we decided to kick it off with crazy train and mr crazy is back himself oi, oi. lee good to see you as hey, always yeah, looking dapper as ever well do you know what i mean got uh, the booth on's coming back as well so uh the <laughs> glad, sorry, glad something's coming back yeah, well, you know what I mean. So, uh, good evening, lads. Good evening, listeners. Uh, thanks for having me back in um, on a an absolutely storming. Uh, oh no, it wasn't storming victory, <laughs> was it? Yesterday, not great, lads. Not great. But look, I'm sure we'll get into it. I think uh, at the end of the day, Mister Positive. Even I can't defend some of the stuff that's going on, so we'll get into it, I'm sure, won't we, Chase? Yeah, we will get into it. Mr. Positive, not a good sign if he's not so positive anymore. I said to Ricky earlier, my barometer of how Spurs are doing depends on Mr. Jamie Brown, yes. because if he doesn't mm-hmm. defend the team, then my hope for the team is gone as well, because normally he is always the one saying, look at what we've done, look at what we are achieving this season. Let's keep it on Norwich last night then. Obviously not what we wanted to happen, not what we wanted, obviously, at the end of the night. But Ricky, for you, text me at the end. So, so angry. How are you feeling now? I feel I still think exactly the same as how I felt last night. I think until now, I've been quite patient, quite calm in terms of Jose Mourinho. And I've always felt that, you know, you needed to give him a full pre-season to get his own players in, to have the opportunity to work with the squad. But I am going to say on the back of that game last night, to have to watch us play at home to Norwich City, 
bottom of the Premier League like that for 120 minutes where there were the majority of that game periods where we sat back. We sat back, Tottenham Hotspur, sitting back to Norwich City, bottom of the table, as I say again, in the Premier League. I will not be able to stomach that, mm. you know, for a, you know for much longer. And, I, and listen, I understand without Harry Kane. I understand without mm. Hummin Son, the two most attacking players in our squad. I totally get that. But at the same time, you have to adapt you have to, and I said a couple of weeks ago, though, that you have to find a way of making this period sustainable without your yeah. key players. And this is the key. And at the moment, you know, something has to change. Something has to change because Mourinho is losing fans, you know, overnight at the moment. There's a lot of people that have already lost him. There's a lot of people that will never give him a chance. And, you know, to some degree, I was one of those that would give him an opportunity. But, I mean, if I get, I'll be honest, if he carries on playing football like that, then... Uh, I don't think how long I can be around yeah. watching that. I'll be I, honest. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't want to forget that we are missing Harry Kane and Shumin Son. Yeah. So that you know, that's going to take time to kind of find a new system. If we have to keep chopping and changing. That's really difficult for him. But the thing for me is the the kind of the way he's handled this situation mm. at the moment and the way that he's kind of coming out and the comments he's making in the press. It's all very negative, um, and, and I just don't. And in a time where we kind of need a manager who's going to be supportive of the players. Um, when results are the way they are um, and the fans as well obviously being negative as well they need that manager um, and unfortunately Mourinho just is not is being complete opposite what we need at the moment it's interesting actually just to interact so I do agree with you and, and we just said off air didn't we yeah, you know like um, sure. you know the whole defending of Mourinho and the tactics and whatever it might be but you know when when you read you know it, let's be honest Twitter or social media I mean it is absolutely toxic mm. there's no doubt yeah. about it I, I'll be honest with you I've, I've spent two years trying to build my Twitter from being the yeah. apprentice winner to a to a, yeah. a Spurs you know fan uh, Twitter handle type thing and I don't want to even look at it anymore. I don't, yeah. I, you know, it's turning me off. Like it's yeah. meant to be fun. For the first time yesterday, I went to the stadium with all of my crew in the in the south stand because we got free season tickets in the south, got free in a different yeah. area, and so on and so forth. From the, all, for the first time this season in the new stadium, all of us were there at the same, and it was awful. Yeah. No, it was lovely to see my boys and whatever, but it was yeah. just like I, what I would say is I think we created a, an area um, in the south w- which was singing and yeah. it was singing and the atmosphere for the first half was pretty good. Went go one nil up and you think go on then lads have a go, and I think that's been the issue the whole time is we don't seem to have a go and 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 again I, I defend Jose a little bit in terms of tactical play and this that, and other because. These problems were going on before Jose arrived at yep. the club. And we've just got to put perspective in it. And I bring up social media and everything else. And I include myself in this as well. Sometimes we do, all of us as a fan base, act like spoiled yeah, sure. children, right? And yeah. we and we forget the fact that, you know, we, we've done some wonderful things and this, that and the other. But but we do act like spoiled children. Sometimes it's amazing and sometimes it's absolute death. Mm, there's, but, never no, there's, there's never but, no meal balance. That, that you yeah. have to have something in between. I don't, I'm not here to be a happy clapper, Chaz. What I am saying is you've got to put some sort of perspective in the transformation that we're having to go through. Yeah. You know, we, we, we let Potuccino go rightly or wrongly. Everyone's got their own view on it. We were 14th in the league. We just got knocked out by Colchester. You know, it was the same. It's a similar situation. Yeah. And we talked about contract rebels. We talked about players. You know, and then we've just gone and lost the two 
most potent uh, um, goal threats. Mm. It's, it is difficult times, but we have to stick together in difficult times. That's what I'm saying. We're gonna, tonight, we're going to have probably, what, 10-plus calls all absolutely battering Tottenham. And mm. fair enough, because it is a fan show. That's what yeah, it's yeah, all about. Sure. But the reality of the situation is we need to try and stick together in, the, in these times and get through them. I do believe in my gut, like I said on WhatsApp group yesterday, I do think we will get through the times. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to take. It might take six months on this crazy train. It might be three years. But but I do think that we'll get through it. We've just got to be strong, people. Well, are the wheels off on that crazy train? We're going to go to a caller now. Shubin calling uh, from Enfield. Shubin, always good uh, to speak to you. And I know you want to talk actually a little bit about the positive. We were going to come to that a little bit later. But you were really impressed with Skip last night. Well, yeah. I mean, I've only, I've only ever remember seeing him properly on the, on the youth leagues when they used to have those, when the Spurs are in those. And one thing I always noticed about him was that he never seemed rushed. He always seemed to know the right decision, mm. which seemed very odd for a player that was so young. And he still is quite young now. And yesterday, you know, I, I don't think we were particularly wonderful, but you know, he stood out. I mean, he, he knew when to make a tactical foul, when not to. And I didn't think he was going to get like too bookable. So good passing, good tackling. And I don't know if he'll be playing on Saturday against Burnley's Bruisers, but I don't know why not. I mean, Scott, Scotty Parker wasn't that huge, but. Yeah, you know, he he wasn't someone you know you'd um, kick off the ball quite easily, would you? So interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think he was one of the very few positives to come out of the game last night, and you know hopefully he's a player that can now have the opportunity to play under Mourinho long term. Uh, you know, do you, yeah. I think Mourinho has shown that even with Tanganga, he's willing to give youth the opportunity. I think we're all disappointed by maybe how he's handled Troy Parrott so far to some degree, but I think Skip is one of those players that he can come out with a. You know, de- a decent amount he also, of praise. Yeah, he also plays as kind of a holding midfielder as well, and that's something that Spurs have really needed. And I was really, really impressed with him yesterday. He was, he seemed to kind of get everywhere. His passing was really good Completed as well. Ninety-one percent of his passes. Oh, there you go. It's a brilliant stat. So yeah, he was. His passing was fantastic. Um, and and for me, I would I would start him again on the weekend because I was that impressed with him. Um, clearly, um, he has been getting on the bench, unlike Troy Parrott. Um, so maybe that does suggest that Mourinho sees something in him as that, that, that's a guy that is driven and that wants to play for Spurs. And for me, his effort certainly showed that last night. Yeah, certainly sh- so showed that. Shubin, how are you feeling? Obviously, Lee's talking about social media and the split on the fans in a minute. And obviously, there's a lot of questions <laughs> regarding Jose. What, what do you make on the whole situation? Um, it's a tough one. I mean, um, I mean obviously, that, that Champions League run last year was amazing, but... Obviously, things need to change. I mean, like we've got some good players coming through. Obviously, not just Skip Tanganga, but like Gio Lo Celso. I mean, hmm. he was running on fumes towards the end of that game, but without him, I don't think we would have even got even got even got anywhere near the kind of creativity we need. And I'm just hoping we can get keep him fit, get Tangy off the burgers, and keep get him fit, and um, <laughs> go from there. Yeah, Shubin, it's a really good point. Really appreciate you calling bonus. into the studio as well. <laughs> and Shubin, you, can, you, you can call as well, 0208 7020 558. We go straight to another call, this time from Adam in Derby. And Adam, I believe you want to speak a little bit about what you perceive the, the philosophy is under Jose. Yeah, I'm, 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 hi guys, you, you guys all right? Yeah, you are, Adam, yeah, mate, getting on, mate. Just about, <laughs> we're, just, we're, we're getting actually. there, fella, we're getting there. No, I'm, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated. What I wanted to speak about is... I'm I'm not too sure what Mourinho's philosophy is. I'm very confused. Uh, I think it's a brilliant point. I have to say, uh, you know, he's it, very confusing, isn't it? You know, what what is he trying to do here? There is no identity. What, what, what is he? What what is he trying to do? Because he's come to the club. Okay, fair enough. He's won a lot of trophies and stuff, but 
Carlo Ancelotti is coming to Everton, and mm. we can see what he's trying to do. Yeah. Arteta has gone into Arsenal, and we can clearly see what he's trying to do. And these are managers that have come in after him. So what is he trying to do with the squad? What I want to know is when our players have the ball, what they're supposed to do with the ball, and when they don't have the ball, what are their jobs off the ball? Mm. Because it's very confusing at the moment. Mm. I think the the other frustrating thing is is... At this, especially at this time, we need someone that is going to be in there that's going to kind of bring a philosophy because there are a lot of talented players in this squad. For me, there were some good individual performances today um, and it just needs kind of a manager that's going to be able to bring a definitive style that's going to be able to bring confidence back to Put the team. Put an all Jay, as well. And yeah, and exactly. Yeah, and, so and unfortunately, Jose Mourinho has not quite done that at the moment and that is a frustrating thing for me and maybe that's why we are lacking it at the moment. What's interesting, I mean, I agree, I agree with Adam to a certain degree. I think when, when he first, when Jose first came in, it was absolutely clear as day what he was trying to do. He was trying to get the left back to tuck in as a, as a third centre back yeah. Yeah. and let the right back go forward. Mm. He's openly said that's what he's meant to do. In the first game, Ben Davis gets injured and then he decides, okay, he's still got to try and go with that. But then Jan Vertonghen, if I'm saying Jan Vertonghen's legs yeah. gone. By the way, side point, thought he was outstanding yes. in the first yeah, half. Yeah, yeah. He was, he was. Fa- absolutely fantastic. And in the second half as well, we made the energy go up a notch and that was Jan. So, you know, all his, his legs are gone and this, that and other, but then he's playing him there and then Tanganga comes in and he plays him there and, and then and then Kang gets injured, so then he ain't got his target man or, or his striker and then Song gets injured. So I think, it. Do, I don't want to keep going back to injuries, but he, Jose does have a point and Jamie made it right at the beginning of the show. His his philosophy, if you can call it that, Adam, is probably completely interrupted yeah. around around yeah. them them injuries. So again, and everybody's saying, oh, we'll give him a, uh, until the summer and so on and so forth. But I think the frustration is coming before because because of his negativity and the words yeah. that he's saying. I mean, yeah. you can't be coming out and saying that sort of yeah. even if you feel it. But but then is he is yeah. he just is he just being honest? Well, that's the thing. We we as supporters know that there are issues. We but we understand yeah, that for because sure. of all the injuries that we've had. I mean, there's no not many teams are going to have Hyungmin Son and Harry Kane out for as long as we have. So we understand that, but we don't want to know supporters who are, um, you know, the away supporters are going to go to Burnley on the on the weekend and then uh, Leipzig in midweek, and they don't want to know that we're we're going to have to choose which game we want to prioritise because we don't have the squad. We don't want to hear that. Yeah, strange comments that Jose yeah. made. But, but yesterday, yesterday when we had the ball in the game, yeah, the ball was at the back. It was being knocked between Dyer and Sanchez, and then we had Aurier uh, also at the back. But what, what the problem was, they don't. We're not transitioning the ball from from the back to mm. the front. It does. I know we haven't got Kane and Son, but even in, if Kane and Son were playing yesterday, how were they supposed to get the ball? The ball has to go from the defence. Yeah through the midfield and then it arrives at Kane on Son. No, I agree. I think mm-hmm. that's the main point, Adam, that we have to find a way of adapting. You know, I think you sometimes have to play to some of the players' strengths and not to where Jose wants to play. And this is so very key for me. I think, you know, sometimes for the benefit of the players, you have to adjust the way you want to play that suits them. And at the moment, nobody seems very comfortable in their positions. And again, we keep bringing up the point about Noah Huminson and Harry Kane. I still think there's enough quality on that pitch last night to find a way against bottom of the table Norwich. Do we all agree I on do that? Get do you, I do mm. get you that agree, he needs yeah. to adapt, but over time, you know, Mourinho wants to bring, we all want Mourinho to bring a certain style that's going to um, start winning us games. And I do understand why he will stick with that because he wants to get certain players used to playing in that way. Now, at the moment, it just doesn't seem very clear. And for me, that is does count, mostly come down to the fact that we are missing so many key players. Yeah, missing so many key players. We really appreciate all Someone of you. We're freestyling. Yeah. At the moment, we're freestyling. We've not, we've not got an actual st- style of play. No, not one Spurs fan, not one Spurs fan could come in here today and tell you what our style of play yeah, is because true. what we're doing is we're freestyling. 
we're, we're Tottenham Football Club. We shouldn't be freestyling at the moment. Mm. We should have a clear identity yeah. and a clear way to play. Yeah, I we think that's the problem, Adam. Right. No one really knows the identity, but we appreciate point. you calling it, uh, into Cheers, the show Adam. tonight. Thanks, Adam. As so many of you are at the minute, if you're trying to get through, please do keep trying. 0208 70 20 508. Genuinely, there's quite a backlog of calls, but when we come back, we will be talking about Spurs' identity. Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Last Word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand and Lee McQueen and joined by you tonight. So many of you getting in touch, having your say on what you're seeing from Tottenham at the minute. A bad week for them. Where is the light at the end of the tunnel? We're going to obviously be talking about the philosophy. I know Lee's got some great points on that and and, and of course, we won't be uh, forgetting about the Eric Dyer situation from last night. We will be covering that as well. But we go straight to another caller. And you can call as well. 0208 7020 558. This time from Tyler. Because, Tyler, you want to talk a little bit about that philosophy and the lack of passion mm, that you're seeing from the players. Yeah. And uh, I just I don't think everything's down to Mourinho. I think no. the tactics yeah. are mm. a problem. It is all too negative. But I think... This problem, it, the problems didn't start when Mourinho came in. They've been yeah. there from the beginning of the season yeah. when we had a fully fit squad, when we, when we had Kane, when we had Son, uh, when we didn't have these players so tired because they have to play midweek games all the time and there's like a, 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 a lack of squad. But I, d- I, don't, I think part of the passion isn't just running around the pitch giving your all physically, but also mentally, which I don't see. I don't see anyone wanting to find an attacking pass someone wanting to make a run off the ball, someone point. wanting yeah. to do something to, to win a game and think uh, how much it means, certainly with the FA Cup game last night, how much it means to the fans and to the club just to win that trophy. The, the only thing I would say is it does that does need the manager to be able to, kind of that stems from the manager and the way that he has been speaking about them, the negativity that he's kind of been breathing. Feeds off, it feeds off the players. I, know, I, know, I do, and that's what frustrates me because I, I really want Jose Mourinho to succeed at Spurs and I still think that he has a chance of doing so. But that, that ultimately, that motivation comes from comes from the manager. Under Pochettino, towards the end of his reign, I think we knew that he kind of hit himself, he lost motivation. So he wasn't able to motivate the players. So it needed a manager to come in that was able to come and do that. And unfortunately, at the moment, Mourinho... The way he's kind of been acting and behaving, it doesn't really feel like mm. he's been doing that at the moment. I think, Tyler, I think you make a fantastic point, and it comes on to some of the things that I've been looking into uh, in terms of transformation and change. And I do a lot of this in 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 uh, in a you know in a different world in terms of business and and not in sport. But I think it's got the same principles. And and ultimately, Toby wouldn't have signed under Poch. No, I mean yeah. absolutely clear. Yeah, of course, yeah. So so there was yeah. there was a divide there or we wasn't on the same page. And I think that's the point. Everybody needs to be on the same page. Everybody needs to be pulling in the same direction yeah. in any type of team environment. And the points that Tyler made and Jamie you've just made as well is that I don't think now we have a clear vision. And and Adam, the previous caller, the philosophy, the clear vision, the mental strength, Tyler, that you're talking about, yeah. you know, that want to go on and do something. Because we don't know where we're going. We're on this train it's like and said, it's so yeah. crazy. We don't know where we're going. We need somebody to come in and actually say, right, think about this. All, all listeners as well, think about this if I'm going mad, right? 
for five years, we had a philosophy. A for plan. five we years, had we had a plan. Yeah. For yeah. five years, we knew where we were going. We were building a training ground. We were building the stadium. We were getting into Champions League. It was. We all knew what was happening. Yeah. We did as fans. The board knew. The players knew. Everybody knew and they were bought into it. That came to a natural end after Champions League final. And classic Spurs, you can call it Spurs, we didn't win anything in that period. That was the only thing that was missing during that period. But we still have to refresh that period. Man City are going to have to refresh probably next year or whatever. Liverpool have to refresh again yeah. in two, three years. Now. It just happens all the time. Yep. Fergie was a master at refreshing. Now, we're in our refresh period. We didn't have any trophies to um, to celebrate, which is a you know an absolute nightmare for us. But nonetheless, we still got to do it. Where are we going? Where's the plan? Where's the philosophy now? Where's the next three, four years? There's no... And, and for me, it felt like when they sacked Portuccino, it felt like... Right, okay, I tell you what we'll do. We'll get Joe Shanks, he's a serial winner. And we all thought that, and it was a ne- little bit of a knee jerk. What we could have done, not could have, should have, would have, I'm not going to go down that route, actually. All I'm going to say is I agree with Tyler is if there's players on the pitch that don't know where we're going, don't know what the philosophy is, don't know what, where we need to be, how can they give it their all? Yeah. Do you understand mm-hmm. what I mean? I don't know mm-hmm. whether that makes sense. But no, that's the, that has to be our starting point and our building block for getting out of the rut that we're in. Especially when you look at, I think it's 16 years since we lost four in a row. And I also want to bring on another point quickly that, you know, we've been involved in 12 penalty shootouts since 1966 and we've lost 10 of them. Mm. And that tells you anything about the mentality of Tottenham. Yeah, yeah Tyler, we really appreciate you giving us Thanks, a call into the call, call, Really good questions all as well right, into you. the team. Jamie, Lee was mentioned in social media and I kind of want to speak yeah. about this. What is the general consensus around Spurs fans? Because Twitter is not always really the, the right measuring tool. It's not yeah, always the right not. barometer. If you go on the, the Twitter after any football team, after any game, knee-jerk reactions. But amongst fans, Lee, you saying mm. there, we was all together. What is the feeling about, about Josie, about the direction, the identity on the whole? Well, I think, I think sorry, Jamie, I think first it's an enjoyment thing. I think you have to want to enjoy going. It's, yeah. it's really tough. I'm not going to lie. Can't enjoy at the moment. Right, my, my journey to my home games are two hours, like minimum. Yeah. It took, I didn't get home last night until 1.30 in the morning. Now, I'm not trying to be a martyr here because no. there's loads of fans that go home and away and our very own Chris Cowley and everything like that. But that is, that is on a school night, right, at 1.30 in the morning. Now, we've had to go and sit seeing that dross. I mean, there's, there's children, kids in the stadium that have got to go to school the next day and they've got to sit and watch that dross. I think that's the point that our very own Jason was making before. Yeah. It's kind of, we just want to begin to try and enjoy our football again, and it's yeah. very difficult to do I that, think James. As, as much as um, you know, we want to get behind the team, even in these difficult moments, just, there aren't any clubs in the world, club supporters in the world, that... They, they they change their mood changes upon how the team is playing and unfortunately mm. at the moment it's just so difficult you can kind of you feel it everywhere you feel it in the stadium it's just not no one's as excited to go to Spurs at the moment I remember in the Champions League last year when we had those two nights the Ajax game the Man City game the atmosphere was amazing there was an, a, a real we all felt together buzz. didn't we we, yeah, we all exactly. felt so together and I think at the moment we just it's we feel fragmented we need to be rehealed. Yeah, and it's just such a far cry you think nine months ago he was in the Champions League final and since that moment we've been knocked out of the Carabao Cup to second division league to Colchester United we've gone out of the uh, FA Cup to bottom of the table Norwich yeah. in the Premier League you know you can't believe the regression of this club if you, if you, in the space of nine if months. If you take the results, and it comes down to Lee's point, it's the direction. That's there's, what I mean. There, and I totally, people I think talk that about is philosophy the, yeah. and mm. plans and this, that, and the other. But the reality is, it is that you need something. You cannot motivate anybody, right? You can be self-motivated or whatever. You cannot motivate anybody if you don't know where you're going. Mm. You have to know where you're going. You need to put a stake in the ground, the work back. You start with the end in mind. That is what you need to do. What does the next three years look for? If you were going on a diet, if anyone wants 
to go on a diet and go training. You don't just rock up at the gym and Normally. randomly do. He does need to, to be fair. You, know, you don't want to randomly just do setups and hope for a six pack. You have a plan, don't you? Have a diet plan. You go three times a week. You do specific things that are going to make you. Maybe that's what makes the preseason that Mourinho needs and so on and so forth. But. By now, you would have thought that so, you know the the positivity that is drained out from him. I think he had maybe two weeks worth of being positive, and then and now it's just negative. And yeah. you, I agree with Jamie at the beginning of the show. You can't you can't you can't be saying that stuff, regardless mm. of if you think it. Marino can't be coming out and saying it's like firing a gun with no bullets. How does that? How does that? Oh, man. <laughs> so frustrating. Yeah, it, I can I can feel the frustration in the voice of, of Lee, and philosophy seems to be a running theme of tonight's show. We go straight to another caller. This time again from the United States, showing your support. Uh, support. This is Lincoln calling from Wyoming, and you want to talk about? You feel uh, Lincoln that Mourinho's philosophy doesn't match up with the players? Mm. Yes, um, lads. How are you tonight? Yeah, Very good, good, Lincoln. Thank you. Good, good, okay. mate. Good. Um, yeah, because I've, I've been sitting there, I've been watching Spurs for 10 plus years now, and I've been watching, currently my favorite player is Harry Winks. I love the way that he passes the ball. I love when he finally decides to pass it forward, that he can pick out a good pass. But under Mourinho, he wants him to sit back yeah. just on the edge of the 18-yard box and not pass it any direction except for maybe to the center back. I, I think the issue is, I, I do get that point, is that, the manager, I think, the manager needs to have his own philosophy, and and the problem is, is when when he hasn't, when as you say, when he hasn't got those players, I think that that's where it becomes really difficult, and you have to question whether Mourinho is the right guy because if he's got this whole squad, he's got a whole squad, and if you say that we um, maybe hit the players don't accept the way he plays his philosophy, then I think Mourinho's in trouble because he's not going to adapt the way that his philosophy, and unfortunately, that's where I think there is trouble at Spurs. Trouble at Spurs. Sorry, go on, Lincoln. Is it not the case that we maybe have players that could do that role that Mourinho seems to want Harry Winks to do, do it a little bit better? Like, Oliver Skip was great last night. Skip mm. played wonderful. Yep. And he's a young man, and he could do just exactly what it seems like Mourinho wants Harry Winks to do. And what, what do you make, Lincoln, just obviously because we're talking in the United States, wh- how do you see it back at uh, home? Like, what is the p- perception for you, obviously, across the pond with Spurs at the minute? H- how is the ripples being felt? Uh, that's a great question. Well, obviously it's a little bit different here. I don't go watch them every week in the stadium, but I do watch every single game that they play on television. And you can see it on the pitch and mm. on the in hear the atmosphere of the crowd at games, and then when I talk to my friends that are Spurs fans, they they don't see any motivation from fans mm. at the stadium or players on the pitch mm. to want to play football at this point. It's go out there, kind of stand there for 90 minutes, and then walk away losers. Yeah, it's a, diff- it's a difficult time at the minute, Lincoln. We really appreciate you calling, Top especially South, Lincoln, from the Lincoln. States, calling from Wyoming. And uh, and as, as well, you can call tonight, 0208 70 20 558. I think it's time we took a few of your listener questions and spoke about that Eric Dyer situation. Love Sports. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brown and Lee McQueen. There is still an hour of the show to go. It is not the last word just yet. And there is still so much more for us to say tonight. And you can always get involved as you are proving that. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us 0208 70 20 558. Well, the lads feel like they've got a bit of a night off. But it's good to hear your views. We go straight to another call. This time from Stelios. Stelios, really good to 
get you on, becoming a, a firm favourite in the last few weeks. What are you making about it in a minute? Because I know you want to talk about the direction of the club as well. Hello, guys. You all right? You all right, Stella? Yes, thank you. Good to, good to hear your voice again, Lee. Yeah, cheers, but I know, mate. I know. Been jet setting here, there, and oh. everywhere, and I come back to that drawer yesterday. <laughs> all right, Stelios, checks in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was jet setting, not, not not turning up at the lane at the moment. Oh, yeah. I know, mate. I know. It's hard work, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, what I was going to say is, um, I'm I'm actually quite happy with what is now happening, and I, I, before. You think, what the hell is this one on about now? I'm, I'm unhappy with the way we're playing and some of the team selection and the atmosphere in the stadium. And that thing with Dyer for me is just the fans and the players now, it's boiling over. I think that was all triggered by an overreaction of what's happening in terms of the, the team and performances and results. But I don't, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, I said two things. One was, it's going to turn toxic very, very quickly, not towards the end of the season or the summer. It will happen very quickly. Well, last night for me was that moment where it just went toxic and it exploded on social media, what fans are now coming out with. And um, I also said that this summer for me would be a watershed moment mm. for Daniel Levy. Um, I remember saying this. And the reason I'm happy is because... Um, Lee, you, you, you mentioned that point about what's the direction of the club, you know, what, what is the plan, what is the strategy? Well, that always has to come from the top. For sure. Um, when, when the new owners of Liverpool came in in 2010, I don't know if you know much about it, but Liverpool went £350 million worth of debt and they were recording losses of £55 million. They came in and they said, right, first thing, make the club financially stable. It took them four years. Then in 2014, they said, right, we need to build a world-class first team. Our number one goal now is build a world-class first team that will win trophies, bring the club back to its glory days, and all the other benefits, sponsorship, bigger stadium, naming rights, uh, global brand, it will come off the back of success in the first team. I do not see that with our owners. What I do see with our owners is our goal is Let's make a profitable, successful business and trickle down some money and dibble and dabble with different managers until maybe one day it all comes together. There is no direction on the field of play because it's a reflection of the boardroom. I think they really panicked with Poch and didn't back him. Mm. And now we're seeing the back end of it. And what I'm happy about is where Pochettino was scared to you know, come out and say, guys, I don't have control of this situation. I'm not getting the money. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not a, a manager. I'm a coach. He was coming out with all these kind of cryptic clues mm. of what was going on. Mourinho is calling out the board. Yeah, he is, to be fair. He's, he's, he's come in and he said, listen, the problem is investment in the first team. End of. Levy, what do you want? Burnley or Leipzig? Because you're not getting both. He's given the board an ultimatum. Poch never had the balls to do that. I think... Mourinho, for all his failings on the field, is trying to call out the board in front of the fans. And you know what? For me, well done, Jose, because you're the first manager that's actually taking Levy on. And that's going to be the watershed moment. Those, those two will go head to head at some point and then something's got to give. That's, that's my view. And when that happens, then we will see what the future goal and direction is for us. What, what, I mean, what do you lot think? 
I think I think you make some good points, Telos, to be fair. I mean, I, I have tried to be Mr. Positive and back back everything about the board. You know, they've delivered a world-class stadium, a world-class training facilities, you know, all that sort of stuff. Even when they haven't been spending loads of money and the net spend comes into it, I've been sitting there saying, hang on, you know, we've we've uh, we've spent a load of money on Tunga and Dembele. We spent, there's uh, a record transfer, lots of money on Le Celso, this sort of stuff, the rebuild started. I think that there is a balance between, you know, there's a blame, we're living in a, in a society, maybe in the world at the moment, it's a blame culture and we're having to, you know, to justify everything, not you personally, yeah. but as fans, we need to blame someone. Oh, it's Jose's fault. Oh, it's Pochi's fault. Oh, it's the board's fault. But I think it's a collective everything that's fault. Exactly and that's the point I was making before. Yeah. And what Jamie said is that it is a goal of the of the football club. Before, Daniel Levy did have a goal five years ago, six years ago, when they went, whenever they started playing 10 years ago for the stadium, that was his goal. Um, you know, his philosophy when they bought Pochettino and had a five-year plan. Ain't got a plan now. So I agree it comes but remember, from the top, do you remember? Sure. Drew Pochettino, though, he, he said all this. No, no, he, exactly. Again, he, it's a vindication, he, he said, but he said, he they said haven't in, learned. He said, he said in the summer, we, we now need a new project. So what is the new goal? His actual Remember words were, that? yeah, his actual words were, we've got a lovely new house, now we need to put the furniture in it. Yeah. And basically, that is what he's talking about. So it's a, it's a great point, Stelios. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, we really appreciate you calling, Stelios. We're going to try to get to all of the other calls, people waiting. But Stelios, to hear from you is always a pleasure, a favourite in the last few weeks. We've actually, before we go to the next few calls, let's get uh, your three opinions. We've actually had a tweet in, Lee. It feels like this one is, is sort of, uh, I could direct this one at you. This is from Martin Dolan saying, uh, uh, Gents, Jose divides opinion, not unites. He no longer has a football philosophy, tactics or game plan. He is draining the players. He is draining the fans. We need to get him out now we need to do the rebuild without him he's disrupting everything yeah it's interesting you're right martin good evening i i I think we follow each other on twitter Uh, hello um (laughs) no i think i think the uh no i think the um i think there's a there's a point there but i think stelos made it make makes a better point which is actually jose is calling out the board so Mm. maybe it's going to come to loggerheads i think i've never thought of it like that again Mm. dividing opinion i mean if, if we've got a guy that's uh, um, in charge that is kind of a yes sir, no sir, free bags, full sir, things won't change for the board because I think what's coming to roost now is is how wonderful a job Pochettino did with the 100%. players and staff that he had, yeah. Rick. Do you know yeah. what I think? I think with Pochettino very quickly, the only way I can psychologically get through this, and many people at the end will probably remind me, you know, that towards the end of his reign, you know, I, I was very clear that, you know, I, I felt he took us as far as he can. The only way I can mentally deal with what we're going through now with Mourinho is to remind myself that with Pochettino, if I could have back the man that was the first two or three years, I would take that man back. But at the end, that wasn't the same man. You know, he was broken. The players never believed in him. As Lee said, you know, Toby Adderville, rightly or wrong, if you want him to be here, he wouldn't have signed that new contract. So for Poch, he was a broken man. He wasn't coming out for training. So I understand why he had to go. I am worried about the future to some degree. I want to see in the next coming months that we are going to have something to look forward to for next season. But Mourinho has to change his attitude. He has to adapt. There's a lot of work to be done now to really save what looks like a wreckage of a season at the moment. Is there a case that this was always going to be the way this season because of the rebuild? Not obviously crashing out of the FA Cup and losing in the Champions League first leg, which Spurs hopefully will still go through. But, you know, it was always going to take time. Jose getting in. Really, the plan was, obviously they wanted to make top four and hopefully get to a final winner, Trevi. But it was year two, a full year under Jose, a full pre-season, as you mentioned, Lee, and a full summer of transfer activity. Well, we remember Poch's first season. He had lots of difficulties 
difficulties in his first year mm. with players that were causing troubles. And he was given a year to go and um, kind of get in the mm. right players Agreed. that he wants, get yeah, rid of the Agreed. players. Um, and Mourinho, what, he's had two or, two or three months. He hasn't had a chance to do that. He's yeah. just had to work with the players that he's got. Um, so and, that, and that's where maybe we do need to be patient and, and give him the time. Jamie said it all time with Tottenham 2.0, the, yeah. the painful rebuild. Everyone's talked about yeah, the same word. But now this people is are forgetting the, it. No, no, but this, that be remember, <laughs> this is the painful bit. This is the bit. Mm. This is the pain. If it, it, look, not being funny, if, if this is as bad as the pain gets, then we, we can start on a, yeah. up again. We've got is, to put a stake in the ground and say, this is where we are going. Mm. And we've, we've done that with the manager. Does he know where he's, he's going, Lee? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, that's maybe a bigger question that we can get to. We're going to quickly go to another caller, this time from Jordan in Basingstoke, who wants to talk about uh, the negative tactics under Mourinho. Hi, chaps. How you doing? Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jordan. Good. Yeah, good, thank you. It's good to hear you back, Lee. Um, Cheers, no, buddy. So, Lee, loving. Getting a love. I'm getting some love tonight. Talk to me. All that apprenticeship love. Uh, <laughs> what it is, chaps, is... Um, We've had two opportunities to play Chelsea to leapfrog them in the table. Mm. Um, and Jose, both times, has bottled it and has gone for negative tactics. And what pains me is is when I saw the, the, the team sheet for the last game against Chelsea, I thought, oh, brilliant, he's gone for three at the back, mm. two attacking fullbacks, and we're really going to go for it. When you see a flat back five and a flat four entrenched in their own half, not going forward and letting people attack them, I just find it embarrassing. I find it embarrassing that we do those kind of tactics at home against Leipzig. We play two banks of four entrenched in our own half. Mm. We're supposed to be this attacking, fluid team. And Jamie made a good point about the whole um, Pochettino in his first season. At least Poch had an identity of how he wanted to play. And that identity fit where Tottenham wanted to go. I just don't think Mourinho fits the mould of where Tottenham want to to go and how they want to play. And I find his comments embarrassing. I'm going to make the, the board decide how what games prioritise. You don't want to hear a first team coach or a manager say that about your team. He is supposed to lead those players into battle. He's supposed to lead from the front and I just don't think he's doing it. I think the one, one thing I'll look at the Wolves and how they've played forty they've played thirty eight games or so this season. They've played more than most teams. They've had a, uh they've used pretty much a squad of around fifteen different players. And they're not they're not tired, they're not fatigued because they don't have a manager who's constantly telling them they're tired, who's not he's yeah. not telling them that. Mm-hmm. He's breeding yeah. positivity. And we saw how they played on the weekend. They played just they were you know, free attacking play, attacking football. And that was only you know, they played on the Thursday night before. Is that exactly and they look so mm-hmm. you know, they look so positive and Look, I'd, I'd hate to criticise the manager, but I think that's one area where it does it does annoy the- me. The negative tactics are a nightmare. Mm. They are. But they I've are. I also think coming work. out when you say only a couple of weeks ago, and he said, you know, our seasons, you know, let's let's write it off now until the end. I mean, what do the players think when they hear that? Yeah. You know, yeah, you what, can't say you that. Can't can say you that. can't no, say you that. Can't say it's, that. it's not well, just his tactics, is it? Like as Jordan said in the field, it's his. It's, it's the, the management that's come out of his. Ma- yeah. I, you know, we, we motivate each other. We motivate people, course, big yeah. teams, whatever. I never go in and start being negative to, to no. the team. How do you put the team to performance? Of course it does. I'm not being a happy club and being unrealistic. It's about it's about being who wants to be around, you know. Uh, 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 the, the, well, it's not necessarily that, but who wants to be around your leader when he's basically turning around and going, "Well, I'm looking around there and I've got no bullets in my gun." Like, do you know what I mean? It's it's it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy train, baby. Crazy train, and we're still going on. The wheels aren't off just yet, Jordan. We really appreciate your call. Thanks, Jordan. But I promise you, I am going to deliver. We are taking your listener questions next and talking about Eric Dyer.
Love Sport. You're listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brand. What a show we are having for you today. I hope you've buckled in because it is stressful and also you can take the stress out of managing your van insurance with Churchill. Our comprehensive offers uh, give you the peace of mind that you need. 24 hour accident recovery, £500 cover for loss or damaged audio equipment plus guaranteed repair for five years. Visit the van page at churchill.com churchill is underwritten by uk insurance limited and churchill van is arranged and administered by brightside insurance services limited well there you go i thought you said, when he said about that accident of insurance i feel like our season there it's a little yeah, bit we might, can we, we get our money back Spurs got insurance let's oh, quickly talk Lord. about not just the game obviously spurs disappointing yeah. frustrating exit uh, in the fa cup last night in the fifth round obviously a certain situation after the game with eric dyer confronting a fan there was conflicting reports at the end of the game for it was this reason Crazy. it was that reason yeah. how quick social media can spread rumors for you guys, what actually happened and where do you stand on it? Because there's mixed reaction to how uh, Eric Dyer reacted to this. I think we've got some clarification now as, as far as we understand that it's more of an issue that his brother was being abused and obviously he felt that the need to defend his brother. And listen, I'm a, I'm a family guy. Family's my world. So anyone that you know would, would want to hurt your family, you would do anything in your, yeah. in your power and your life to, to stop that from happening. So whilst I can totally understand Dyer... You know, going into the stand to try and help his brother, I don't think I can condone it, but I can understand it, and it is a really, really tricky one. Yeah. It is a tricky decision, um, and I hope he doesn't get banned or you know he's fined by the club because his intentions were the right reason. You do anything for your family, so well, I, I think I, it, I think say. it came down to um, that Eric Dyer was obviously being abused, and his brothers obviously stood up for him. Yep. And the problem is that fans, you you know, these players are under so much, you know, pressure pressure in terms of from the fans. You know, last night, how many times are we getting on players' backs? And and that does frustrate me. You know, people will say all this stuff about mental health, and but Mm. uh, unfortunately, you know, they they just they don't carry it through, and Mm. they'll do stuff like that in the stadium where they're abusing a player. it's difficult. In he his, played very in, well as in well. That, in, that, in, that, in the <laughs> position that he he's did. in. He did play very well, yeah. Dyer. In terms of the position that he's in as a professional, we can't do that. But, you know, if we'd seen our brother in an altercation, yeah. any human being is going to be... I think that's half the problem, saying be... we can't do that. We, so now people think they can get away with it because then he can't say anything back. But I almost feel like maybe I'm not allowed to say that. I feel like good on Dyer. Well, look, I mean, I, look anyone, anyone listening to this show right now thinks they're perfect and they need a reality check. Right? Exactly. Every single person listening to this show now has made a mistake at some shape or form. And, and it's up to us to put it on the barometer of how serious it is. Could have been a lot worse. Could have been an Eric Cantona moment. Yeah. Um, he didn't do anything. He didn't lash out. He just no. went up there to make sure that it is a protection. I was still in the stand. I was watching it from the south stand, so I was quite far away. Didn't get to see it. It just looked like a bit of a melee. And I was thinking, is that a player over there? And then it transpired to be Eric Dyer. Yeah. But look, the, the, the reality of the situation is... Frustrations happen, passions boil over. You know, like you say, he did play pretty well. Just gone out on a penalty shootout. He must have been gutted. And then he is whatever the abuse is yeah. going on. He protects his brother. It's look, it's easy. People, it's easy done. It? People never understand from a different perspective, and then no one will ever understand from Dyer. Dyer's, they won't look at Dyer's perspective from it. He's a brother's um, in an altercation with a fan. Of course, you're going to jump in. Yeah, take I think the football element out of it and just so think about many, that but, on its own. But, you do you know, anything. People sitting at home and on whatever, you know, they do the they do the same. They want to do the same. They'd go and do the same, and uh, and because it's not, then then they're just going to criticise him, and that's what I don't like. So I, I, for me, 
I don't know. I thought it was fine. Yeah, I have to say I agree with Jamie. Uh, let's get to your listener questions because, again, we have to send thanks for everyone God, that is sending so questions much, yeah. because you really play a part in the show. 105 questions, as Lee uh, said earlier. Well, obviously, Maybe. we'll try to get through as many as possible. But a lot of Some of the questions are similar, but we will try to persevere with them. The first one, and, and question two, really, we can kind of stick together. This first one comes from Aaron uh, at Aaron Pitters saying, why was Mourinho brought in? I thought it was to stabilise the team, to secure top four, to make a run in the FA Cup. He is failing at this. He has failed terribly all over. We're getting slaughtered. We will get slaughtered in Leipzig. What is going on? And the second question, which kind of uh, ties into question one, is from Riley, at Riley685, saying, the board has ruined everything positive about this club. We're going backwards, bringing in Mourinho a lesson in how not to build successfully. The, the thing I'd say about that is Jose Mourinho was brought in to bring that stability and try and get results. Now, one thing that he has always been very good at is the defensive side. He's always been able to build a really strong defence. Now, I look at our defence and especially the goals we conceded on the weekend, they were all individual errors. I yeah. think there was the first or second goal. Yeah. It was Eric Dyer missed the miskicked and then Jaffet Tanganga miscontrolled the ball and then it allowed... Uh, Wolves to score, mm. and and that's where it is. I think well, there's there yesterday, wasn't yeah. yeah. was, was Vaughan doing now? Yeah, yeah. I think that's the hard thing that when people say Jose was brought in to you know to you know, and one of the main things he does is always strengthen the defence. Mm. Did he have as many players making the individual errors that we have at his other clubs? Did he have it at United, mm. at Chelsea? I'm not too sure. Can it be his fault when those players cross the white line? They make the individual errors they do. I don't think it's down to Jose Mourinho. We've remember, seen this continuously yeah, yeah. under Pochettino well, as well. Yeah, well, that's it. I, mean, I remember Jason saying last year you can have kind of any tactics, mm. but they yeah. go out the window if yeah. you're going to make those sort of errors. And yeah. I mean, yeah. look at that opportunity yesterday for Lucas to square the ball. I think it was to Delhi. I that's mean, he's in, he's in about he's about 15 acres of space, and all he has to do is just pass to him, get an assist, Delhi tap in, it's game over. Yeah. And it's the, again, it's the decision making individually, the players. It's the players' individual mistakes in some instances that are costing. Us mm-hmm. um, and it just feels like sometimes that you know since Jose's come in, there's shackles yeah. been put on the team, and it goes back to one of the calls made earlier. I can't remember who it was. It said about uh, it might have been Jordan that the, the the style of play don't suit the players that we've got. Yeah. Uh, it might have been Schubert. I can't remember. Sorry, we've had too many calls, but the re- the reality is that's what it feels like, didn't it? Yeah. Rick? Like but what worries me? This has got signs of how Man United. If you talk to Man United fans. This is exactly what they say in terms mm. of shackles being put on the players, mm. and then suddenly once Jose left that club, they felt released again. Yeah, and that's why they that's why they had an upturning form under Solskjaer with yeah. seventeen games yeah. because they were like, I'm, oh, "Hang on a minute, we can we're free, we, we can, can go and play." Yeah, I um, mean, listen, we hope. I'm sure we do still hope we can somehow turn this around, but he's gonna have to adapt big time. And the comments, like Lee, Lee and Jay have said, I mean, that's gonna have to. Yeah. it's gonna have to stop. But will it stop? It's Jose Mourinho. I don't know a man that would ever... Can you stop him? <laughs> well, actually, not all the questions are on Jose. A lot are on the board as well. Mm. Uh, this one's uh, from Jay Knight saying, do you think the way the chairman does deals makes the players feel like they are a bargain basement bucket rather than an elite athlete brought in to win? Which of them manifests as players because they don't have belief in themselves because the organisation doesn't have belief in them? How can they expect it to achieve anything when there is no belief? Wow, it's, it's a very good point. I, I don't know. I think it is, Jane. What are you saying? I, I think it's no. I get the point, and I do think it's good. But if you're really having that mindset of coming in and just because the clubs tried to get the best price for you, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't think that's a very good attitude. I, don't, I think that you should be getting on 
you should be getting on and performing. I don't think that that should be an issue. I do understand that mm. point. Maybe I think it's not it is a, a price thing. Maybe it's not a price thing. Maybe I suppose where we're coming from on that is it's the love for the player. I want you to go look at Ndombele uh, with all the stuff that we're saying about burgers and this and the other. He was, signed for Pochettino. Exactly, didn't he sign for Mourinho. Poch. Exactly, and and he's yeah. come in thinking, right, I'm going to get, but and then the, Poch is gone. That's, that's the job of the manager. I think um, we there was uh, there was reports about the meeting that he had with Pochettino, and that Pochettino totally convinced him. To come. That's him. what I mean. Yeah, that's the project. Exactly. So that, that's that's all that matters. That's all that that needs really from the club is the manager or whoever has the philosophy to come in and sell it to the player. Uh, this question, next question, comes from Dan Whitting, saying, realistically, if we kept Poch, would we be in a better position or the same one as we it's are now? It's a very it's high and hard question, you but can't. we have to be honest and say, look, all of us, all of us sitting here right now wanted Poch to yeah. turn it around. We all did. Yep. We all did. Jamie never wavered. Lee, to be fair, never, never, wavered. never wavered. But no. I'm going to be honest and say that after that Sheffield United game, the majority of those players stopped running. Harry Kane even stopped running. And then subsequently since, and we've all heard stories, again, I keep saying this, that, you know, he wasn't coming out for training. You know, the, the whole but Amazon the thing, thing really upset him. So I think when you put again, all that into you, account... You talk about the board and some of the questions coming in from the board and you, you're right, put it all out into account. You know, I think, you know, what sent Poch over the edge, it wasn't one thing or two no, things. It no, was it's three, a, four, it's five, a combination. six. combination, you're right. And to take right. the Amazon right. documentary, yeah. another commercial decision exactly. by the football club. Yeah. To, and, and actually, now, if it's transpiring that Poch didn't want Amazon there, no. yet... yet we still did they, it. We did it anyway. Amazon can't believe their luck, can they, Rick? No, wow. this is for them. I tell you what, they've got so much material, they might need to do this two on two series. Or two series, three we series. We are going to win something after we'll probably win an Oscar. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. I mean, but when you put it, disasters never happen with one particular no. thing. It's always Spot little up. things. Yeah. Yeah. 1% sure. here, 3% there, 4% yeah. there that actually ends, ends up adding up. Yeah. And it's the same. We talk about fine margins in the game, but it's also fine margins in the boardroom as well. You know, what ifs, could haves, yeah. It's gone. What we need to think about now is, okay, stake in the ground. I've said it. It's the third time I'm saying it on the show. <laughs> put a stake in the ground with the end in mind. Where are we going? Where does this crazy train pull into? Yeah. Is it a Champions League win? Is it a Premier League title chase and win? Is it an F- But again, I, I, it's not dreaming it. It's, you have to put a stake in the yeah, ground yeah, if yeah, you yeah. go after but something. That, 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 I do understand the point about the that comes on the board, but I do think it comes on the manager as well. I everybody. Everybody needs to said with Mourinho we saw- he's a short term manager we've all sat here and said that we, Lee your first words I think when he first came in you said you know, who knows what who knows how he's going along that's, that's, what Spurs, that's what Spurs need at the moment it does feel as though Spurs need some direction again they need a clear philosophy because the players were clearly so that they were done One mentally One and unfortunately and, that, and that's, that's the big thing about Mourinho and maybe why I have slight doubts about him now is because he, we need the players need that they need a, a direction they need belief again and unfortunately, they're not quite getting that from Mourinho. Just moment. quickly, let's fit in one more question. Uh, this one coming from DKR Rain saying, I'm sick of the negativity. No Kane, uh, uh, no uh, no Musa. We've lost our strength in midfield. We didn't have Hugo last night. Please be realistic. How yeah. are we judging Jose right now? Absolutely ridiculous. Again, it's a, again, it's a good, it's another point. I don't think he's talking about the show tonight. I think he's just talking about general. general. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, just yeah, in general. Not, not, yeah. That's where Ricky the, the fan base. Crying. Oh, no. Rick was like, <laughs> I can't no, believe no, I, it. I, I think, think we've been quite fair. I think again, quite I think fair. it's quite he a good point because it, you know it's it's what we went back to before. It's not really good and it's not really bad. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And you know what we've done. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna credit him because he, he said it. Jay said when he was still on the show, we go two games on on the trot and then we go a game lost and then we go one game win and then we. 
go two games lost. And that's what happened. Before that um, Chelsea defeat, we were undefeated in seven matches. Now we've lost four on a bounce. Mental. Be- best, second best Premier League form, I think. Yeah. I mean, we're so, so fickle as fans, aren't we? <laughs> that's what I mean. It's, you know, your top line and the bottom line is somewhere people, in, yeah, in but between. People, people forget where, we, where they come from. I'm sure Man City fans right now in the position they're in, you know, where they came from, they've been winning league titles, but they're going to be disappointed right now. And that people they just don't, won the people League Cup. Know, people mm. never understand where we've come from. Yeah, they so have, they? They have, they have, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it was a mad week. I understand what Joe means. They thought they was getting a European band and they win a trophy. It's, it's crazy, though. Uh, we've got half an hour to go on the Spurs fan show. We're going to take more of your calls and do your questions and look towards that game with Burnley. Love sports. Listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. As you already know, of course, you've been with us for the last hour and there is still 30 minutes to go. I'm joined with the last word on Spurs, Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand and Lee McQueen. We will be doing a full Burnley preview for you in just around 15 minutes time. But let's talk now a little bit. The tale of two keepers. Please, Ricky, start us off. Talk to me. Well, Michelle Vaughan in the first half gave us a warning of what was to come (laughs) because he nearly threw one in his own net to begin with. Then the goal came up, which, again, all over the place. And I'll be honest with you, when it went to penalties, I'm never, ever confident with penalties. Maybe that's me being a Tottenham fan, just generally. Well, you said the stat earlier, wasn't it? Ten well, penalty think, shoots yeah, out that, and whatever. Just, so. Yeah, we've lost ten out of twelve penalty shootouts. So I just, again, it's just, again, yeah. mentally, sure. mentally crushing. But in that shootout, you see the preparation from Tim Krull. Unbelievable. That you is see his water bottle, right? You see his water bottle. Yeah, all the bottle. players on there. He, yeah, that was he crazy. Play, he had right players left, on there. Right he had players on there. That, how did he even know that they were going to take a penalty? But do you not think he always has a good game against us? Down the years, cruel. Yeah, maybe, yeah. but yeah. But I think, but also, I mean, that's so like in, in, <laughs> insane preparation. Brilliant preparation from him. But Michelle Vorm should never been anywhere near the starting lineup. I don't understand that from Jose Mourinho for a man that mm. does take the domestic cups seriously. To do that and put him in there yeah. when we've seen the past, he's, he's messed up for us in the cups before. I know. Well, I it was an, again, it was an individual error that has cost us yesterday, but it's one that we kind of inflicted on ourselves because yep. we should not have picked him. I think it's two hundred, it's like oh, two hundred plus days since he last featured in a game, Michel Vorm. And, and you're playing him in one of our most important games it's of the madness. season. I mean, does Gazaniga need a rest? Gazaniga, but it, that's <laughs> the one thing. Sometimes maybe he does chop and change a lot, and that doesn't help. You know, no. we we know we at the moment we're trying to find uh, um, that that philosophy of a way of playing and getting around having um, no Kane and Son, but we we keep changing it so I'll much, say, and that uh, doesn't help. What I'll say about the tale of two goalkeepers. Uh, insane preparation, right, from Tim Crawl. Mm. Absolutely tip my hat to, you know, he's gone out, he's done his own work, he's done preparation, like all good professionals should do. Fair enough. What I would say about Michel Vorm is that this is the second season on the trot mm. with two different managers at the club that we've used three goalkeepers in a season. Yep. Now, I, I might be totally wrong here, and like, get on the Twitter at Lee McQueen if you want, at Last Word on Spurs, and tell me who, what other teams have done that. Because I, I just don't think that mm. other teams have used... I'm not talking about two goalkeepers. I'm talking about three. Yeah. Three yeah. goalkeepers in a season. We did it last year under Poch. We've done it now under Mourinho. It's weird. I, I want to ask you another question. 
obviously he's going around on Twitter circulating that video where Mourinho is sitting by himself to watch the penalties. I think that's a... Uh, oh, go on. Because that, that question, you know, leading from the front, you wrote that, you know, that, that old-fashioned sure, you know, business he, phrase. That's just normal. I yeah. think he, he had the monitor there as well. Yeah. And you could... That's a, you know, quote this type picture. I mean, that could say a picture speaks a thousand words, but that could be that Because Guardiola does watches, that. Guardiola's, you know, very much It could be that he's a superstition and he never watches it or whatever. So I personally wouldn't read too much into that. Yeah, you've got, you've got to be a body language expert to be able to read from that what, or be able to make a proper judgment from that. And I think sometimes the managers don't quite like to get so involved. I think one thing as well in terms of was he getting involved yesterday, a lot of the time when, when players were making, um, were making mistakes and the crowd were getting on their backs, it was Mourinho that was leaping out of his seat, encouraging them and saying that's OK. And, and so maybe as fans we, can be, we've, we have been a bit hypocritical there because we're criticising him for not getting involved, whereas... Uh, you know, us as fans, we're getting on their backs, but mm. he was—he was the one that was kind of encouraging throughout the ninety minutes. I think it's difficult to make a, a proper judgment on that. I just want to just squeeze in also. Troy Parrott missed his penalty. Harry Kane missed his first penalty for Tottenham. This kid's still got a long way to go yet. Yeah. I just hope Jose just lines up a little bit in terms of his comments towards Troy because mm. if ever a young kid needs a break, <laughs> yeah, this is what we're talking about. Players in that team—that's the thing—and. I know I'm kind of going back and forth on Jose Mourinho, but a lot of these players need that arm around their shoulder. Yeah. I think mm. Tongi and Dombele is yeah. especially one. Over the last couple of years, that you know, over the last couple uh, year or so, a lot of them have struggled and they've struggled mentally, and they need that manager that's going to be able to de- be there to support them. But uh, just on that, I mean, I don't disagree with that in, in yeah. terms of some of them players need that. But Jose Mourinho wants players that are already mentally yeah, tough. He wants players, yeah. and if you look back and I go back to the Chelsea days yeah. or whatever as well, yeah. you look at the yeah, Chelsea days. Yeah. He, he was an outstanding man manager. Toby's already said that about him, uh, uh, you know, at Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we had a core of that side that would Cultured. run through yeah, yeah. walls. Lamella, I think Lamella's the big one and why he's for, such a big sure, fan of because him. It, because it mentally, he's, it maybe Jose sees him mentally strong enough to be able yeah. to go and win stuff. Yeah. Whereas these other yeah. players that we have to, you know, no, put an arm around or whatever, then may, maybe they're not, look, I'm not saying all of them, but maybe they're not mentally strong enough. I do, just why you brought up Troy, I want to also bring up Jetson as well because mm. yeah. that was yeah, a weak yeah. penalty. Mm. He, he's also 18, just coming to yeah. the, the, I think the he team. Hard and, 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 you know, it's unfortunate. You, you know, we just brought up Miller there, Lamella there. Lamella should have put his penalty away. And actually, if he puts his penalty away, we'd probably win the penalty shootout because we, you know what I mean? I don't know, so, it's Tottenham. It's, you know, it's Rick, a difficult stop one, that, stop that. Let's go to another call this time. John from Raynham in Kent. John, what are you making of it all? Thanks for calling in to us. Hello, guys. Right, John. Love your show. Save Cheers, us, buddy. John. Cheers. Save us. Come on, John. Uh, one of you guys just made a remark about Mourinho. I'd like him, what you just said, I'd like him to play the way Spurs play, not the way he wants to play. Mm. You know, like, we play attacking football. I, I've been in support for 60-odd years. Mm. We play attacking football, and we won things. No, we've we not won a tremendous lot of things, but we, we play good football. But this, way Marino's playing, we're not playing well. And it's a bit boring. Mm. I, I think it also comes down to where I, I can understand, yes, maybe he does play a more defensive style, we just haven't seen any ambition at the moment. And that is, That's I think, so true. although I've kind of defended why we haven't been showing ambition, it is getting to a point now where it is I'm, I'm the same as you as well. And, and, I, and I agree, John, to a certain degree. For like, for, for, from my perspective, if you're shutting up short and playing two banks of four, or a flat back five and four in front, and you're winning one nil, you 
kind of could potentially stomach mm. that. Some people will be screaming at radio now, but maybe you could stomach that because you're winning matches or not conceding. Yeah. But we're not doing either. No, we're no. still conceding no. and we're still losing yeah. and we're playing boring football. So it's kind of like, well, you might as well just take the shackles anything. off and go yeah. back to the, you have a shot, we have a shot, because yeah. at least it's more entertaining. Yeah, we really appreciate it. is better than you say, B.O. and Burnley are in for a flashing. <laughs> John, that. love that, John. Cheers for calling. Right. Thank you, John. It's Cheers, John. Always good to hear uh-huh. the callers. We're going straight to another one. They are always coming thick and fast, but this one will be known to you because it is time for the tradition. Adrian's corner. Adrian, Adrian oh, we need hello, something Adrian. tonight. Please give a, 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 any ray of hope that you can offer. <laughs> well, of course. Well, good evening, guys. Hey, good evening. Adrian. Have the antidepressants kicked in yet? <laughs> We've got them. Yep. Yep. Well, there, mate, I just want to talk about, I know we're going through a sticky patch at the moment, but if, if all the players have been fit in the squad, do you think Bergwijn would have got as much game time? Would we have seen yep. uh, Jaffet Tanganga if Ben Davis had been fit as much as him? Hmm. Uh, if Sissoko and that had been fit and all that time, would we have even signed Lachelso, who's been absolutely brilliant for mm-hmm. us, right? And it looks a real star. You know, I mean, so and uh, and look about young young Skip yesterday. He was fantastic, he was, wasn't yep. he? So like, would would he Sissoko or other midfielders kept him out of the team? So what this has done, I mean, I mean, I feel for Marino in a way because he's been forced to experiment. Now it looks like the players that are tired that we rely on up front. You know, the wide players they're in the red zone. Mm. So I think we'll see changes against Burnley. I think Lamella will have to start and I actually think Ndombele and Skip will have to start as well. Mm. It's interesting you talk about uh, Adrian, you talk about sticky patch. I quite like that. I like calling it a sticky patch because because actually it means that it's not permanent. It means that we can move away from this and actually when you look at try and take the positive out of it, like you say there's game time being given to the likes of Jaffet and the likes of Oliver Skip now uh, and and all that sort of stuff that that maybe we wouldn't have we wouldn't have seen certainly this season so you know it's little, it's little positives there for sure but you know it is it is testing a lot of the fan base at the moment watching that negative football I have to say yeah Adrian we really appreciate you calling in to us always a delight to hear from you Cheers, it's Adrian. a tradition Cheers, every week I just wanted to quickly ask, what do you make of, obviously, uh, the defensive record at the minute? Because, obviously, it's two <laughs> clean sheets in 13 games. Oh, and everyone's saying, we know Jose's crazy, a serial winner, yeah, but, but obviously, he's going to improve that defence. He's going to change it. Yes, he can only work with a squad there, but it's, I'll, it's I'll not been the Jose Chaz, we've seen. I think he overrated this squad. That's what I yeah, think from the I outside. Think, yeah. You know, when you look at it now, I think coming in, and this is, again, what Lee said earlier, this is credit to Maurizio Pochettino for what he got out of this squad for the time he was here because he improved these players beyond any you know beyond any measure you could put on it that's what Maurizio Pochettino did and managers from the outside thought this is a really really talented squad and you know since he's obviously departed and obviously at the end we saw why he had to go you can now see this Spurs squad to some degree you know it's underperforming, I don't, yes, I, I don't but... think it's necessarily um, they're under... Uh, well, they're, they're, I think it's not just a case they're underperforming as well. Or, they're lacking in confidence, um, oh, aren't no, they? No, sorry, the sorry not a bit, uh, ability. I don't think it's lacking in ability, this squad. I think it's just lacking in confidence. And it does come back down to we need a manager that's going to be positive and that's the big... And as me and Lee have said, 
that's our biggest annoyance at the moment and that's the thing that does the number one thing that needs to change we I need mean, a manager that is going to be positive it's not happy clapper right or unrealistic but we all know where the problems are having why can't Mourinho come out and say look yeah we've lost Kane but don't worry we've got we're working on stuff Dane Dow it's mantra is it why can't Lee. he come out and say no. that sort of stuff maybe he's saying that in the dressing room true, maybe Stella's just, talked about yeah, it early he, he will never do that have you ever known Mourinho in his time here or abroad to ever sit there and say, look, we'll get through it. We'll get. It's just, it's just not him. Mm. And no, you know, it's true. You I, can't change and I, him. And I think you know, as, as fans, we want to hear that. You know, because Maurizio would always say, no, no, but we've got options. We can adapt. <laughs> I think with Mourinho, there is no adaptation. You know, you have to either adapt to him. Or but it's just not going to work, and it's not working. But is that why Rick he's won so much? That's the thing. I, we don't. I don't yeah. know the answer to that yeah, question. Know, but is that the yeah. reason? Because he is question. so mentally strong mm. to say no. This is where we're going. And actually, Stelios talked about earlier. He's calling the board out, whatever. Mm. And and previous managers wouldn't have done that. So that's because he's a winner. But the worrying like, thing is, why is his know. tactics outdated now to what they were before? Well, that's the big question about mm. Jose. But everyone was saying, you know, his tactics are outdated. But he had this time away. Surely it only re, re- uh, like invigorated him, really. I think it all matters from year two. We're going to jump to another call straight away. This time from Adam uh, calling from Virginia in the United States. Remember, you can always call as well. 0208 70 20 558. Adam, what are you making of it all? Hey, how are you guys doing today? Yeah, not too bad, Very mate. Good. You, thank you. Good, good. I wanted to say hi to Lee. It's been a while, Lee. How are you doing? Yeah, good, man. Good. I've just come back from uh, Austin, actually. I flew back in from Austin, Texas yesterday. So I know it's not... Oh, nice. I, I know it's nowhere near Virginia, but I just thought I'd out. <laughs> I, was, I was across the pond yesterday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, cool. This is, this is turning into the Lee fan quick... show. <laughs> sorry, Adam. Oh, yeah. We might get more results I, that way, though. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sorry. I just wanted to ask a couple quick questions. Yeah, um, question right. number one. Do you think Serge Aurier is good enough to be a right winger? Well, I think well, I'll, I'll quickly answer that. Um, well, I prefer him more as a right winger than a right back. Put it that way, because at least he won't have any defensive howlers. But uh, I, I'm not sure. I think I think personally, Serge um, Serge's time at Tottenham is yeah. is over. To be honest. Yeah, I, I, I think as a player, maybe he's probably not quite that level that Spurs are kind of aiming for. Um, in terms of even a right back, yeah, I, I just it's or, concentration right levels for him, isn't it? It's, it's concentration levels for Serge. You, I mean, I actually remember turning to my mate yesterday, to Colsey yesterday, and going, "There you go, look, you could, where we sit, we've got a good vantage point," mm. and you could just see that it do sank brilliant. And you'd yeah. be like, "Oh, go on, Serge." And then he just go for it's five minutes. Of, it's that lack of effort. It's, as well, yeah. after he's it's just mental. Yeah, big shout out to Colsey. Adam, what's question two? Well, I just yeah. The only reason I asked that is because we already have the guy, and it would solve the defensive gaps. I mean, if he lunges in on someone at the halfway line, it's not a penalty, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. Question question number two. I want you guys to project your minds forward, not to the end of this season, but the end of next season. God, that's a who long has way to go. more starts for who has more starts for Tottenham Hotspur the end of next season? Troy Parrott or Keon and Tete? Blimey. That's a good question. You've thrown that one out, Adam. Depends who the manager is. <laughs> Do you see him getting game time, Kiona Tete, at all? Well, he's more of a target man, isn't he? And that's what Jose Mourinho traditionally likes. He is. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's done fairly well for the for the youth team at the moment. But I think Troy Parrott kind of does seem more at that stage where... You know, he's getting in the first team. He's getting those opportunities. He's getting on the bench. He's getting on the bench. I think with Keon Teto, it does seem that he is kind of sticking in the in the, in the use at the moment. 
Mm. Mm, it's really interesting. That is a good debate. We need to look into that one a little bit more, Adam. Who knows where we are next week, let alone at the end of next season. Adam, really appreciate you calling into us. We always do. Adam from Virginia there in the United States. We are talking, though, about Burnley on the weekend next. It is our preview, and we are going to be looking at that one because it is massive. It is the away game, but it's coming this weekend. Love Sport. You are listening to the Spurs Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with a last word on Spurs. Ricky Sachs, Lee McQueen and Jamie Brand. Well, it is time for us to look towards the game on the weekend. We don't want to, but How there is an away game. But that that can be a good thing sometimes. Straight back into action. Burnley on the oh. weekend. Not the best place to go. Turf more, of course. But we remember the result, actually. It maybe was Jose's best performance. The home result against right, Burnley. Yeah. That wonderful goal yeah stay with me Ricky just give me a little bit of positivity maybe that can spark the team Jamie what are we making of it no I don't know it's, it's difficult and especially after Jose Mourinho's comments about we don't know which game we can't prioritise both the RB Leipzig game and the Burnley game that's that just really I, that I don't means Vorm started well yeah, yeah I mean I don't want to God. see that again but Look, it is difficult because I think that this is probably the game that I don't see as prioritising. I think that if the it was down to the board, I think they will choose probably to go in that Champions League game. So you don't know what side we're going to go with. And, and we look at Burnley's recent form. I mean, it did surprise me to see that they've, they've picked up 14 points from a possible 18 in their last six games or so. And they've beaten some big sides. They've beaten Leicester, they've beaten Manchester United recently. So unfortunately, they're in they're in really good form, which is really quite typical. And um, as Lee pointed out to to me earlier, they can go ahead of us on the they weekend. They go above us, don't they? If they win, exactly. And, and, and that and that for me, I don't know. That's that that is embarrassing. And unfortunately, I'm not really looking forward to the weekend's game. Yeah, not looking forward to the weekend's game. But what 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 formation, what tactics, what selection can we expect on the weekend, Ricky? I honestly don't know. Honestly, don't know. I mean, again, we're going to be pretty much. Sticking with some of the same players we've got, unless, as Mourinho says, you know he's going to prioritise the RB Leipzig game. How many more minutes can you get out of Chelsea? How many more minutes can you get out of Stephen Bergwijn? Yeah. How many more minutes can you get out of Deli Ali, yeah. Lucas Moura? <laughs> I don't know. One year ago and two weeks mm. to the day uh, when it when it comes around for Burnley, uh, a Mauricio Potticino side went to Burnley away. Uh, yes. with Mike Dean as a referee yep. uh, Harry Kane come back from injury scored yep. on his return we went 1-0 up and uh, seemingly cruising to be on joint second in the Premier League this is one year yep. and two weeks ago I'm going to be Mr Positive now and I'm going to say in one year and two weeks full circle we're going to go to Burnley we're going to reverse the result that day we lost 2-1 it all kicked off and that was the start of the of the end it was the start of the beginning of the decline yeah. yes we got through the Champions League whatever but that was Potch went mad it was mm. all and then we yeah. lost 13 games that season ended up using 13 games and dropped off completely this is a full circle moment this is the moment we're going to turn it back around we're going to take some points at Burnley we're going to start a little mini run to get together we're going to go to Leipzig and then the week that we've just had will now turn itself on its head and by the time next weekend comes we'll be in a much better position God. it's the hope that keeps you it Talk is, to me. look it is that because <laughs> at the end of the day well, we're going to go up there and just be negative and already beaten before we go there you know, we, we need as a team as players people put their arm around and whatever we need 
to get a bit of a backbone. We need to get some bone. The away fans are outrageous. They are so good. Mm. They sing and sing, and we need to go up there and be confident enough all... to, to, to get a result, mm. to go and have a go and get a result at Burnley. And I think, I believe, with a bit of fight and a bit of determination, red zone, yellow zone, pink zone, whatever zone we're in, go and win. <laughs> it's a must-win game. I, We've got I, to do I, it. I, I really want to be positive like Lee, but I, I just, I just, unfortunately, I just can't see where that fight's going to come from. I don't even know if we've got it in us, the fight left enough that's energy just, to like show you've that You've always fight. said, Jay, that comes from the manager. Wait, exactly. And we and need that, and Mourinho thing, to, you know, Mourinho... hopefully on Friday's press conference, which hopefully you'll be listening to the show before that press conference, hopefully he's going to be in a more joyous mood and he's going to try and what, what give suge- us some there confidence. Is there's nothing to suggest you will be like now. that. There's nothing to lose now. We're almost like going in as underdogs in the match. Like you may as well go up there We've and have the same a go. Odds, the same odds to win. Well, what worried me was even a Wolves game where Wolves are favourite against Tottenham. Yeah, well, and we're the home Burnley, side. Burnley, Burnley have got the we same odds. We don't need odds. the odds. Right, was, we don't need the odds. When but I was looking at the odds, it was the, the same odds for, for both sides to win. Mm. So... I think that says a lot, but Mourinho's... You would love him to use this as a siege mentality to say, look at, look at the outside, look at the media portraying he us. He loves this. He loves siege mentality stuff. But he That's needs to use it to our advantage. No, no, I agree. Yeah. I, maybe he's trying that as well. But, you know, I, I just think that, you know, maybe I'm being too optimistic, but, you know, it's the hope that keeps you, it's the hope that kills you, isn't it, Charlie? But at the end, at the end of the day... That's why we go we go to football to have fun and enjoy what we're doing and and actually again come back to Jace made a point before is he wants to and and a lot of the callers John made it, uh, a point earlier you know sometimes it is about how you set up it is about how you play mm. and if you go out and you lose three two or four three or you know a, a close two one at least you've had a go you know I, I don't think that we against Wolves. It was a it was a classic game of two halves. We won the first half, they won the second half. That's how it was. And you know, when you look at that, two teams very, very close together. You know, Burnley are a different kettle of fish. They've done brilliant. It's under the lights at um, at their stadium on Saturday. But why not go and have a go? And see what happens. If we lose, we lose. What, what we've got we've got nothing to lose because half the fan base thinks we're gonna anyway. True. The, I, the thing for me is is the these comments, and I will come back to them. The which game are we going to prioritise? I mean, I don't know which which game you think. I don't know what you guys think. We, well, Mourinho which... loves the Champions League, doesn't he? Well, that's the problem. But we're only, think... we are still only five points off the top four. So, sometimes it's about personal pride, right? And whatever you exactly. do, sometimes it's about putting a shirt on and personal pride. Yeah. Like you're getting paid to do a job. Go and do it. You the know, whether not, world, whether, say. whether or not yeah. it's a player's thing, whether or not it's a confidence thing, whether you've eaten too many burgers at the weekend, too many, <laughs> the, the reality of <laughs> the situation is, go out there, put a shirt on and give it some personal pride. And it only takes one moment. We've just seen it. We've seen it all, all the time. It takes one or two moments to turn the season. Go out there. Jose, I hope you're listening to our, our, our fan channel podcast. Go out there and give them the confidence. Do what you did in the, in the, in the beer advert. Oh, lots of beers available. <laughs> Do what you did in the beer advert and get these players fired up to go and win at Burnley. We can take him down. We can take him down. We've had a tweet from our very own Jason uh, McGovern. He is saying, the problem with all these priority comments, uh, Jamie, that you just referred to, is that what does he say to the players in the non-priority game? How does he keep them on board and up yeah, for it yeah, when yeah. this is a game that we're not prioritising? That is, again, another one. It's a great point. Yeah, and that's why we miss him. And we are, <laughs> for those that have asked me, I've tried to get Jason back. We he's, do miss Jason. He's not having it. I bless him. I think he's just... 
he got out when the time was, was right, wasn't he? Danny Rose moved to Newcastle. We just said, don't want to be part of The thing is about the priority thing is that, you know, if you're, if you're going into a Carabao Cup third round tie and you're playing your second string team, yeah. it's a bit obvious, isn't it? Like, what you're prioritising. Like, come on. You don't need to actually spell out, is it prioritised or yeah. not? That's the reality. Yeah. The fact that he's coming out and saying stuff like that, maybe what Stelio said is, is, is a message to the board. But I think he needs to cut I, that sort I also, of stuff out I also, and get on I also pitch. think when you're challenging the board, I fear it only ends one way. Well, well, yeah. well yeah. that's the thing, and he did, he directed it at the board as well. He's on 15 million a year now, so he'll get paid yeah, off, wouldn't he? not at the start, it only ends one way, like Lee said, because he's got that that big, hefty contract, and if the fans are side with Jose, yeah, and they forget, see that... Pochettino had a big, hefty contract as well, and the club paid him off. I don't think that the club, the, to be fair, the club's got nothing to lose, because their reputation amongst the fans is awful yeah at yeah, the moment so they really right, they, they, they <laughs> exactly they, <laughs> nothing to lose exactly for them it's, yeah, it's a shot to, to nothing as they say in snooker a shot to nothing Ricky how will it play out in your score prediction I'm going to have to be honest I'm, Ricky left then no I'm going to have to be honest I'm going to say don't do 2-1 Burnley that's me being honest. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't want to lie on here. It's not fair. It's not fair and patronising supporters as well to lie. I, I was. I got really serious. Then I don't want to lie on here. No, no, no it's it's true. True. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think it'll be two-one Burnley. Yeah. I was definitely not about to say two-one Burnley, um, but I will go with two-one Tottenham. Two-one Burnley. Lee, you said it will be the catalyst for changes coming full circle. So what is the prediction? Yeah, so I'm going to agree with Jamie. It's going to be the same result, but the reverse. It's going to be 2-1 Spurs. Um, and I, and I think we're, I think it'll be a tight game for sure. But I think we we get the points. And we need the points. Go out and win. There's a bit of confidence. Can I just say, I hope these boys are right. And again, I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody listening listens to our shows yeah, on a weekly definitely. basis. This has been a really tough, tough season. Uh, generally, obviously, these guys have been brilliant, obviously. But for us, I think doing the shows week on week, it yeah, does get tough, harder yeah, in this period. We had mm. great years under Maurizio. We want that to be under, obviously, Jose Mourinho and to bring success to the club. But I just want to say a massive thank you for sticking by us. Hopefully, like these guys are predicting, we're going to have a win at the weekend. Come and the good times, as Lee says, on. hopefully be back Dude, upon us. It's always nice to end on, on a high like that because it is the last word and we have to end on a last speech. A passionate one from Ricky Sachs there. But either way, it's a massive week for Spurs. What with Burnley, then RB Leipzig. We'll be back next week. The crazy train has still got time on the tracks yet. Woo-hoo. We will see you <laughs> next week on the Spurs Fan Show. You've been listening to Ricky Sachs, Jamie Brand, Lee McQueen. Up next is the Watford Fan Show. We've got your team covered with Churchill Business insurance. This podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. Sports Social Podcast Network.